Finley Toyota Studio, it's Coalfield and Company. Or I can get the right mic. Coalfield and Company on this Tuesday. I'm a mess. Can't figure out my headphones. Can't figure out the microphone. That's what happens when I'm hosting. And I just run people off. So Case Kiefer was with us yesterday. Usually people can last about one day. And that's about it. He's out. We had to scramble around. Found Willie Ramirez willing to come in. Hopefully he makes it more than a day. We'll find out. But a whole lot coming at you today. How you doing, Willie? I'm I'm doing good. I'm uh, you're distracted by the mic and the headphones. I'm distracted by the live camera um, that I'm watching. I'm watching my puppy live at the dog resort I found for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so and you know you saw you see my stories. I'm all you know Kahlua. That's my sidekick. So I'm kind of digging this new dog resort that I found for him, and uh, I'm watching the live camera. I'm watching him uh, tool around and, and kind of run the show over there. I mean, is he he's doing something though? Like I always feel like if I like my dogs haven't really gone anywhere like that. First of all, one of them wouldn't make it. He's a disaster. He's such a jerk. Uh, but I always feel like if my dogs went there, I would watch them and they would just be sleeping all day. No, he's no, he's not Kalua. He's running around. And when I, I so he did the social interview yesterday to make sure. And it was they said give it about an hour, and I got a call within thirty minutes saying that he was a massive pass and a huge. Yes, among the staff. So I said, "Well, do you want to go ahead and keep him then for his to see how he does for for the half day, and I'll pick him up." So I went ahead and went to the rather than pick him up and disappoint him because he was running around with the pups. Um, I left him there and went to the gym, and and then I I logged into the camera while he was there uh, yesterday. And there's they have these three that by separated by partition and gates. They have one for the little dogs, the medium dogs, and the big dogs. And when I logged on yesterday from the gym, he was hanging with the big dogs. <laughs> so he was doing just fine, and I'm watching him now, and there's probably about 12 or 13 in the little little uh, arena, and he's just running around, jumping up on the the the, uh, the stair, the little obstacles they have. It's almost like a little obstacle course. So it's a pretty cool resort. Did a tour of it. So I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with it with a lot of the things that are coming up. In terms of covering the Raiders, going out to the facility, if if there's a day we're at the facility and I happen to be doing the show, I can now leave them there for a full day. And the great thing is, is it's located literally right next to where my my mom lives, so um, she can pick him up for me and take him to my house. Nice. And then I would be home within an hour in the event that, you know, and it, so it doesn't run into the time slot where you have to pick him up by. So anyway. Good. Well, yeah. we'll 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 get further updates on yeah, the on dog Ka- and how Kahlua. it's doing yeah. at the uh, daycare, and uh, maybe we'll even maybe we can put the live stream onto the ESPN, <laughs> ESPN <laughs> Las Vegas feed. Yeah, there you go. And people can follow along as well at home. But let's get into it. It's trending at three. Presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at eight seven 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 hundred Nova. Uh, I have a reputation apparently. Oh yeah, you gonna found out that <laughs> found that out yesterday. Uh, apparently, I'm negative on everything. I know people accuse me of that all the time. They talk about that all the time. 
I was totally fine with the Vegas Nighthawks in their colors. Uh, Vegas Nighthawks, by the way, is the indoor football league team. Uh, they're going to play out in Henderson. I know there's uh, some angry Hendersonians, Hendertuckians, whatever you want to refer to them as. Yeah. Uh, that it's not named Henderson. But you got the Silver Knights, okay. HSK. Mm-hmm. This is Vegas Nighthawks. You understand they're trying to market Vegas with the cool gear and things like that. Like, I get that. Henderson has the, or the HSK have the benefit of being the minor league team to the Vegas Golden Knights. So they don't have to tie themselves to Vegas. This team is, you know, marketing as Vegas. They've got cool gear, cool colors. Like, I'm in for all of it. I, I think they did a great job. And people were stunned. Uh, stunned at that the- I thought it was good. Oh, because they expected you to hate it. Yeah. They said, oh, you just hate everything. I don't. This is good. They did a good job. If they do a good job, I don't just say it's bad because I want to be contrarian or something. Most of the logos and names and colors that this team is that this town has come up with are horrific and terrible, and they suck. This was good. So where does this fall on your overall rankings of the local teams? We have the Aviators. We have the Lights. We have the Raiders. We have the Knights. We have the... Well, we have the Silver Knights, the Golden Knights. I mean, well, Raiders doesn't count. Oh, okay. Raiders was there was established long before they came here. Okay, Fair but that enough. doesn't count. Okay, um, so you're saying that uh, the, the teams that were established here, and you've been here, um, you're 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 a, you're a Vegas guy, so forever. Yeah, an old man. Uh, Aces did a great job. Mm-hmm. Aces are cool. I like it. I mean, the Golden Knights is atrocious. Um, Silver Knights are just tied in with the Golden Knights. It's just as bad. Um, the Aviators is is goofy, but I think you go for minor league goofy. Um, and they also have multiple mascots, which always throws me off. I don't get that. There's an aviator and like a goose. Um, Nighthawks has to be right up there. Oh, the lights. Oh, the lights is kind of silly. But I like a lot of their promotional stuff. I, and I, I love their games. I mean, I th- that's the most fun I have in any game, so... As an old school guy, I I, I mean, I, I just don't understand why we ever went away from the stars. But, yeah, so I'm with you on that. The Aviators are a tad weird. We've had, but, uh, we've had uh, multiple teams since the stars. Yeah, <laughs> multiple yeah. changes. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's what I'm saying is all the changes that have been made with them. Um, I don't have a problem with the Vegas Nighthawks. I mean, it's, you know. Does it? I don't necessarily know if it needed to be two words or one. I'm always confused about that. Could it just been one night? Well, they're making it. They're, they're doing the nights. Yeah, I it's know. It's fully. Oh, I know. It's fine. Um, uh, but plus, I think the colors are cool. Like I saw the field mock up. I do like the that little hint of where the, it bleeds gold into the red with the black. It's almost like a mix of the knights and the aces. It almost has a a, a a mix of that, a feel for that. You can see that. You know, it's got that whole. It's got the obviously all well. What it has is all the Golden Knights jerseys blended in, all the color schemes that 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 they use with the with with the uh, with the gold. Then it's got a little black with the red. So I don't necessarily have. Of course, our our dear our our good friend Ed Graney's just he's complaining about the always, oh, always having the word. Well, he's knight. the one that complains about everything. Yeah. Why is that my reputation? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think that people just think that you like. Well, first of all, we know who ha, who who likes to stir things up and get the locals going, and it's really not you. I think that you're just. I I don't. You know. I think you just. It, you know. You enjoy to 
to take I'm just little honest. rip shots. Yeah, I'm honest. I, I Golden Knights logo and colors and every, everything about the name sucks. It does. It's terrible. This is good. I don't have a problem with this. I, I, I didn't even really take a gander at it until you sent over the link. I, 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 I forgot all about it. <laughs> I was too I was too into I was too into the dog resort last night after his first day <laughs> and then and I was cooking a big dinner and I had a you know I had some wine open and so I didn't I, I wasn't uh, you know I was a little tuned into the I fell asleep early <laughs> and didn't realize that the, the, the Jaguars put in the, the backdoor cover either. Well, so we'll get to that in just a couple. Of yeah. Minutes. So anyway, the Nighthawks is solid though. We enjoy that. Uh, that that is a new team. Mm-hmm. We do have a reunion to talk about as we uh, move on here uh, to start Cofield and Company on this Tuesday. Everson Griffin is back in Minnesota, mm. and th- I mean it's it's interesting in the sense that Everson Griffin is a good player. He had a season last year, his first year away from the Vikings, where he got traded from. You know he was he was on two different teams with Detroit and Dallas, and he moved around, and now he's back in Minnesota. It wouldn't be that interesting of a story. Hey, star player returns to his former team, place where he's beloved, and place where he's probably going to thrive. Would not be that big of a story, except wait a minute, Everson Griffin, isn't he the one that said horrific things about Kirk Cousins, the quarterback, and the coaching staff on Twitter? Isn't the same guy? Yes. I let me ask you a question though. Speaking of you, you just said that you keep it real, right? And you and I have had some somewhat of conversations as terms of keeping it real, little old school <laughs> feel, little old school flavor. Are you big on apologies? Like, do you feel like when they're no? I don't like them when they're fake. I hate them when they're fake. When it's like I don't really know what I did wrong here, but I apologize, or I apologize if anybody was offended. I hate those. In my opinion, I don't think Everson Griffin needed to go out there and say that he was going to apologize, and I don't think that he needed to apologize. I think I think he, he just needs. Well, he, he, if he's going to go back there, he. I think he just needs to go squash it. But but here's the thing. Right. Okay. Well, what are you look- sorry for? You're sorry for something that you meant to say, but now you're. Or are you sorry <laughs> because well now I'm back and I well, need to squash it. Let's give him a chance to explain. His situation of going back to Minnesota. First of all, why he's going back to Minnesota, and what did the how the apology go? Let's find out. Why did I leave? I left because you know I thought I thought the grass was greener on the other side. To be honest, and it wasn't. Um, going to Dallas, going to Detroit, the grass wasn't greener. You know, um, I didn't get the love that I got here with the fans. You know, with the coaches, with the players, and you know the grass wasn't greener. And you know I learned, and I'm back home, and I'm happy to be home. And you know. Um, I should have stayed last year, to be honest, you know, where where people love me, where the fans love me, where you guys love me. But, you know, I didn't do that. But, yeah, I should have stayed. And, you know, but, you know, I, I worked hard. You know, I made sure that I was productive enough. But I just, yeah, I should have stayed. And I'm happy to be back. How were you and Kirk? Of the last um, I haven't I haven't really talked to him yet, but I'm gonna get around to doing that. You know, apologize to him. You know, apologize to you know Coach Zim and Rick um, about what I said. You know, I take full ownership in that. You know, um, you know, but I got still I still gotta talk to Kurt and you know apologize to him about that. Um, yeah. Hold on. You apologize to Zimmer and Spielman. You haven't apologized to the guy that you. You said awful things about on Twitter about his talent and his ability, and he was trash, but a different word, a, a curse word. You haven't talked to him yet? You talked to the GM and the coach? 
Well, he's, he certainly definitely needed to. I mean, he kind of threw Zimmer under the bus. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, so, he so needs he to said, apologize for being a rat. Just to go back, he he called. I, I'm still I'm unclear what we can say or what we can't. But he called he called Cousins a curse word that starts with a. He called okay. him butt. I guess you could say. Okay. Uh, and then he said, "Just ask Zimmer. He knows it." Like, ask Zimmer. He doesn't want him there. Well, and he, he capitalized Zimmer. He said, ask Zimmer if he wanted Kirk. <laughs> he will tell you the truth. Who wanted Kirk Cousins? Take your guess. So, I mean, he's obviously he's implying that Zimmer and him spoke, and he knows something that Kirk Cousins <laughs> doesn't. So he certainly, what he needs to apologize for is being a rat and throwing <laughs> that out there like that. You know what I mean? Um, I just don't know. I think that. And, and and by the way, the phrase, you know, I thought the grass was greener on the other side. Grass is green where you water it. So it has nothing to do with what you, you know, you thought the grass was greener over there. So basically you're jumping around to where you think it's better because other people, your grass would be green if you would water it in the it, where you're at. So you obviously didn't do a good job in watering the grass while you were there because the grass is yours to cultivate. Okay. That's a different take on what I was looking for. Good. Uh, that's that's true. Very true. Um, so, yeah, he's back, and I guess he's going to have to try to repair this relationship somehow. I I mean, as you said, like, I guess he could just go back there and play there and be like, yeah, I still think he sucks, but what are we going to do? He's my quarterback now. I guess he could do that. I don't think you can have that lingering in the locker room without talking to him, and I do think even if you weren't going to apologize, because if, he if he's not sorry, don't say sorry, but at least go talk to the guy. Like, yeah, I understand. Like, you know, I said these things. Now we're teammates again. Like, I hope we're cool. You have to at least go talk about it. At least go discuss it. I just, I still want to know what Zimmer, what Zimmer wanted, and and what Zimmer said. <laughs> right, and it was it Spielman that wanted Cousins, and Zimmer didn't, and they had a disagreement about that. I don't know. Uh, it's not the only place where crazy things are going on around the league. We had injuries last night, crazy covers, and. What do you know? A certain team in the NFL. Who could have seen this coming? Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. Jameis will be out of the shotgun. Three receivers to his right. There's the snap. Straight back in the pocket. Lofting it up to left side. Looking for Callaway again. And I think he makes the catch. And I do believe that is a touchdown. Touchdown, Saints. Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. It is Coalfield and Company on this Tuesday. Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez here with you. Uh, Steve Coalfield back. Next week, most likely. Hopefully. We'll see. Uh, Will they let him back? I think so. We'll oh. see. We'll find out. Maybe maybe a five-day quarantine window to get back into testing protocol. That's what's going on with Buffalo right now. What? Wait, what? The Bills are having COVID issues? What? Uh, your boys. <laughs> yeah, my boys. Who could have seen this coming? I mean, we have been talking about this on the show for... I don't know, six months. Uh, this was the team that we spotted right away. And now there's, of course, other teams that could have some issues. But uh, we were so far ahead of the Bills potentially having issues with COVID just based on a lot of their Twitter feeds from last year and some Twitter battles 
between players on the same team going back and forth about, you know, what the protocols would be in potential vaccinations and that sort of thing. And what do you know? Big Shocker. surprise. Cole Beasley in COVID protocols as a contact. I honestly can't believe this. I'm shocked. Like, I, I, I couldn't. I woke up this morning. I saw the headline and was like, what? The Bills? Really? This, to me, is one of the biggest things that is opening the door for the Patriots to potentially win this division. The Bills are going to deal with this stuff all year. It's going to be a problem. It's in the preseason right now, so nobody's really concerned or you know focused on it. But this is going to be a problem for the Bills. And this is not about how people feel about the vaccinations one way or the other. It's not about how you've politicized COVID, anything like that. This is you have an opportunity to make sure your team doesn't have to go through this and you refuse to do so. And this is putting your your team in this position with this stupidity of believing Facebook over reality and science. Yeah, and I get a kick out of the people that are arguing against it, have been arguing against the vaccinations and where they're saying, you know, we're being forced or you or this, you know, workplace is forcing for it. No one's forcing anybody to do anything. And if you choose not to get vaccinated because you do have a choice, then these are some of the repercussions. And it's, you know, I'm still shocked to this point that there, you know, we're seeing teams require um, attendees to the stadiums, right? We're seeing it slowly but surely in, in sports. Um, Raiders being the first one, I'm still surprised somewhat a little bit that the there are teams that are not requiring or in some regard NFL teams or any pro team roster wide. Or let's say once you get down to the 53, th- that something's going to be implemented because and then if you choose not to, okay, well then, you know, I don't know how that would work as far as the NFL PA or, or waivers or what, but the bottom line is if you have the choice not to, but these are the repercussions or these are the um, consequences that you're putting your teams, you know, in jeopardy of. And, um, you know, there's going to be no, there's that no makeup policy. So if, if a team has to, uh, there's going to be no uh, makeup dates. If you have to cancel, you're going to be forfeiting. And uh, the more that we see this, the more you're going to see teams with problems. And like you said, in the AFC East, it sort of opens the door for uh, the preseason favorite to be in jeopardy of winning their third straight division title. Yeah, and we should we should be clear. It's not just Cole Beasley, because Cole Beasley is the one that got, of course, all the attention because he's been so outspoken throughout the offseason. But four players are currently uh, deemed as close contacts of a team trainer who tested positive. Uh, Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis, two of their um, more important receivers. Uh, Star Lotalele, who um, is just coming back right now, and Vernon Butler uh, also will miss at least the next five days of practice, and that's provided uh, they continue to test negative. Uh, but again, there's other teams that are dealing with this. It's happening. Like These things are going on. But the I, Bills were so outspoken about this. We knew this was going to be an issue, and it is. I think it's important to note though, and mentioned that the trainer that tests a positive is fully vaccinated. Yeah. So, you know, there there will be, obviously, there'll be arguments on that side of it. Well, that's just, it's ignorant. It, it, nobody it, has it ever is. said that the vaccine is 100% right. in terms of transmitting. It's If it's 
say nine, like I think 90 is low. I think it's like 94 to 96. But if it's 90 percent, that means that there is that's not 100. Well, nobody's it, ever said it's 100. It's to protect you, keep you safer when you are right. You know, exactly. when you do contract it, and you're less likely to pass it on. But it's it's just it's silly. Uh, there's a, a CDC report today, five times less likely. Uh, to to get the virus, so uh, yes, keep using your ignorant, dumb arguments. Right? Oh, you can still pass it on. We know you can. Right? But and you're you can to keep and everybody can, safer, and you can definitely still get it. It's the severity of the COVID that you know, and this new Delta variant. And I've seen, you know, pictures and X-rays and of the lungs, and I'm sure you've seen it too. You know, pass around on social media, but where they show the lungs of infected. Um, people and one is vaccinated and one is not, and I call them cobwebs. But that's what it looks like is infiltrated the the lungs, where if they're not vaccinated and it's just fully infiltrated, and if they are vaccinated, the picture you see is you know it's barely infiltrated, but they're you know it's the severity of COVID is much less um, than those who are vaccinated. Sure, but Willie, nobody nobody under eighty ever dies from COVID. You know that, right? Oh yeah, is that what they're saying? Of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we you know, it's not like we know anybody that has recently died from it. So if you if you're out there like, oh, talking about this again, yeah, because we know people that have been affected by it, and we know people that have died. So yeah, it's it's personal and it's a real thing, and it's it makes us angry and everything else. So yeah, if we're emotional about it or we're talking about it a lot, yeah, you're right, correct. That's true. Uh, but the bills in COVID protocol. Uh, as expected, it's going to happen throughout the year. Be ready for it. If you're a Bills fan, be proud of your team. They they like they like to read Facebook, so they're smart. Good job, Bills. Uh, it it was a good job last night. I I guess segue. Uh, it was a good job last night by Jameis Winston. He was awesome. There's no more debate of who the starting quarterback in New Orleans is. Almost it's almost not fun. Like some of the other quarterback situations are kind of fun to monitor, see what's going on. This one's not anymore. It's a blowout. Jameis Winston, as we said before, the competition even started, is a far superior player uh, to Taysom Hill. And I am starting to believe, and I there's no way this will ever come out, no way it will ever be talked about, I am absolutely starting to believe that the reason Jameis Winston isn't the one that came in last year is because the Saints were terrified he was going to do this and earn a big contract elsewhere, and they wanted to keep him for a cheap contract. Like, that's why he wasn't playing last year. And people are like, well, they went to Taysom Hill, not Jameis. Yeah, this is why. I can see that. I can see that 100%. And they knew that, you know, given given a year of preparation in the system and bringing him in and, and seeing he, – he, po- he, he was poised to take over this this job and, and take over this offense. And um, he slam dunked it last night. I mean, it was it – was, it was a no. It's a no-brainer, and I think it's a perfect fit. I think he's going to thrive with this offense, and um, immediately, I think we saw that they can be, they can emerge as a legitimate threat to the defending champs in that division. You know, um, and I think that was the biggest question mark coming into the season was you know where were the, where where do the Saints go when and how how will this team respond and. Um, I think last night was a clear indication that this team's going to be just fine and will contend. Uh, on the other side, Urban Meyer looked like he wanted to be anywhere but that game. <laughs> yeah. He was miserable. And listen, it's preseason. We all know like it's it's a grind. It's training camp and everything else. 
but you're like just starting out in your career. Every game should be an opportunity to be excited and to be into the game. I think he was standing on the sideline questioning, what is he doing? I do too. I, and I've been wondering this is if, if this is a bad, you know, how, how bad this could turn out, you know, and, and I, I somewhat liken it to Nick Saban's short stint in, you know, is he, is he really mentally made for not that there's a mental breakdown waiting for him to happen, but more so just accepting loss because it's not as if he's turning this this program, this franchise around immediately. It's not as if this team is going to all of a sudden be a contender. It's just not going to happen overnight. I mean, it's going to be seasons, plural. And I don't know if Urban Meyer is is built for losing seasons and can accept that. And because you're also not molding you know, young minds and, and college kids. These are professional athletes that are getting paid that, you know, they – you have to – There, there's a difference between commanding that respect in college and, and earning that respect in the pros. And I'm not sure if, uh, like I said, if Urban Meyer's built for a few seasons of losing until he can turn things around, if he can actually do it. Yeah, and it seemed like kind of one of the reasons he wanted to jump back in because, oh, look, I got Trevor Lawrence, I can – Go to this team that's going to get Trevor Lawrence, take over and mold him as a quarterback. And listen, it's early. We have no idea how he's going to be, but he hasn't like popped on the field like the other guys have. Listen, I am not making any kind of claim that we we know how he's going to turn out. We don't know how he's going to be once the season starts. We don't know how he's going to be for a full year. We won't even know after this year as a rookie. You don't know. Again, we keep going back to the example of Josh Allen, who sucked for two years and then had a great year. Like you don't know how guys are going to turn out based on a preseason game or two. But I'm sure there is some level of, wait, even though like these other guys are inconsistent, like Trey Lance is inconsistent, like he's popping like this big throw. And you're like, okay, that was exciting. Justin Fields is making all these great plays. Inconsistent, but he's making a big play here and there. And I'm sure he's looking around like, Zach Wilson made a couple of really nice throws. What's what's my guy doing? <laughs> this guy, again, way too early. To start making them, but I'm sure he's looking on the field like, all right, let's can we do something out here? And Gardner Mitchell hasn't been any better. Uh, he looks miserable. It doesn't look fun for Urban Meyer. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And there's another problem that I have with Urban Meyer, and it's actually a story that is supposed to be a friendly story and a good story. Mm. And I have a problem with it. We'll get to that next. The phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. Call 702-364-1100 and tell us what's on your mind. We're not balanced right now, and when you get stuffed on, we're too many second and off-schedule plays in the first half, you know, three threes and out, other than that one first down. So that and then, then the red zone just today, I said, you know, Trevor did a nice job on that two-minute drill, and able to pound it in there. So got to get our offense line back and play better, you know, and, and uh, run the ball. Now. Back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Cofield and Company on this Tuesday. See a lot of laughter going on on ESPN right now as they discuss quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, we were just discussing the Jaguars situation from last night when the Saints, Saints look great. Uh, Jaguars, not so much, even though they were able to come in and cover at the end, as you, uh, as you pointed out, uh, with guys that are not going to be on the field very often making those plays late in the game. That's why preseason betting can be great. If you've got some good information, it can be awful if you get beaten in spots like that. Uh, but a lot of talk about the Jags and the Saints. I uh, want to get into the Urban Meyer situation a little more, but you were just discussing 
Uh, your thoughts on you know Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence going way back? Yeah, they. Uh, I had covered the seven on seven, the um, one of the national tournaments. Actually, they did back to back nationals out here, and a big tournament out at uh, Heritage Park one week, and then Desert Breeze the next. Actually, a local team won the Adidas Nationals here, but. Uh, I got a chance to see Justin Fields, and 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 then I got a chance that that was when um, the local team included like Dorian Thompson Robinson, Brevin Jordan, who's now with the Texans, um, representing Vegas. But I remember at the end of that, or um, the end of that was like in February of their, I believe their junior year, and then at the end of their junior summer, the quarterbacks and skill position players go up to the Nike campus. And they do the Elite 11. And Justin Fields absolutely stole the show. I mean, didn't just, you know, compete with the top quarterbacks, but he he literally dominated. And Trevor Lawrence, you know, he was among the best ones and everything. But where he finished and somewhat of the feedback was just, it was more critical than it was praise. And just watching their demeanor and go through their senior years and back in high school and handling things on a national stage. Yes, that was high school back then. So, it's you know, it's I mean, you're comparing apples and oranges, but it was more so just the demeanor and the, the maturity and going out with that that style of play. And, and I had been saying that I had always been impressed with Fields more so than Lawrence. So. You know, going into this season, if there was, if there's going to be somebody who I think, if you ask me, who's going to be the better rookie and who's going to, if if Fields, you know, they came out today. I think the Nagy said that uh, he's going to play a half this week, and um, but he's not going to be the starting quarterback. But I still feel as if long run that Fields will be the better quarterback. Yeah, I mean, again, it's way too early, to, very early to make any determinations or uh, anything. But you know, I. It was an argument that I've had with Cofield on the show uh, for about two years uh, when he was cheering for the Jets to tank, and he was all depressed that they didn't get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and I said I don't, I don't think it's a slam dunk that Trevor Lawrence is going to be like a great player, especially right away. And I don't necessarily think Zach Wilson is either. Uh, we'll find out how they are, uh, but you know, I, I don't, I don't know that losing out on Trevor Lawrence is the worst thing ever. Now maybe taking. Zach Wilson instead of Trey Lance or instead of Justin Fields, maybe that's the problem. Uh, but we'll find out. I don't. I don't think necessarily that it's going to be Trevor Lawrence is going to be this. You know, he's not going to be Peyton Manning necessarily, and especially he's not going to be right away. Got to give these guys time. Got to let it develop and see how it is in three, four years. That's what really matters. Like I, I don't. People are talking about Sam Darnold like he's a bust. Like I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see what he does with a with a real coach and a real team. The, and the problem is, is you you mentioned like you said he's not going to just come in and be a Peyton Manning. That's the problem is, is they paint this picture because of his his stature that he's the prototypical quarterback and and they compare that. But when you play for a program like Clemson or Alabama, and those programs are built the way that they are, where out of 22 starters, 20 of them are studs. You know, 18 to 20 of them are just absolute studs. 15 of them might be get named to all conference. You know, 12 of them may be All-American at some level, whatever the case is. They're built to succeed, and now you get thrown into a, to a franchise like the Jaguars. You don't know what that's going to do to this kid mentally. Um, and with... The athletes, the way that they're built these days, and and the dual threat quarterback. That's why I also think that that Fields is is better suited. You know, um, he obviously 
had had transferred and and made a quick made two stops in college but i just think that uh i think that he he I think he's better built, and I think in the long I, again, it's very early, like you said. But uh, I'm not; I'm definitely not sold on Trevor Lawrence. It's going to take some time, and I don't know if this is the right situation for him. You know, I, I don't even know if 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 Urban Meyer's the right coach. Well, I don't know if the Jaguars is the right franchise. I think that's the bigger question too. Like I, I've I've thought forever, and I've I've you know been consistent on this that it it's not just it doesn't I shouldn't say it doesn't matter. The level of your play matters, but situation definitely matters too. And I've always believed, even like a Tom Brady gets drafted by, let's say Jaguars. Jaguars were terrible at that time. Tom Brady gets drafted by the Jaguars. You might not have ever heard of Tom Brady. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's it's possible. Like he got he was drafted into a perfect situation. Again, he wasn't even looked at as a guy coming in. He was a backup. He got an opportunity because of injury. Right. And he seized it. And he was playing with a great team and a great organization. And like I think it's fit and all of those things matter so much more than just your ability. All these guys, for the most part, can play. Yeah. It's what else can you do? It, it's it's the situation you're put into. And I don't think Urban Meyer uh is the is the right situation to be put into in the NFL. Here here's why. And this goes back to what we talked about with Urban Meyer at Florida and at Ohio State, where he's way too involved in everything, and mostly what that means is covering things up. Like, oh, Aaron Hernandez is a problem. He's He's tried to allegedly kill several people on campus while he's been part of my program. Let's sweep this under the rug. Oh, and then he goes to the NFL and actually does kill somebody. Oh, what are you going to do? Who could have seen that coming? Uh, allegedly. Um, so he, I think, gets too involved. In a college, that it's out of control. You run a town. In Florida, they ran the town. They could do whatever they wanted. Uh, kind of the same in Columbus at Ohio State. Could do whatever they wanted. Urban Meyer still gets way too involved, and apparently, Segway. huh? Segway. No, this. Is, well, I mean, I'm setting up the story. Yeah, of sure. course, yeah. Uh, Urban Meyer gets way too involved. So apparently, he told his players, "Hey, listen, whatever happens to you guys, whatever's going on in your life, call me. Call me. I'm going to help you out." And Josh Allen, they're not the quarterback from the Bills, the defensive end for the Jaguars, put this to the test. Uh, he said, "Hey, listen, Urban Meyer said that." Um, we're all one. We all have to care for each other. If you have any conflict, we'll help you fix it. So conflict, Josh Allen. Key word, conflict. Yeah. So Josh Allen is in the hospital. Him and uh, his wife just had their first child. Yeah. And they wanted uh, to breastfeed the child exclusively. The hospital was telling them, listen, that's not really the best. That's not the most healthy for the baby. Uh, we have like the formula that we also give the child and gives them all the nutrients and it's balanced with, you know, your own, uh, you know, nutrients and things like that. So we give the child the formula and that's how we bring the babies into the world. And Josh Allen's like, I don't want that. We don't want that. We, that's not what we want. So he calls Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer calls the CEO of the hospital and says, let them do what they want to do. And the CEO of the hospital is like, all right, cool. Let, let me tell these nurses. Okay. Nice story. And I'm not saying that's a bad, that, that's, hey, that's cool. He helped him out. Awesome. But replace this with, uh, by the way, I, I tried to kill somebody last night. What should I do, coach? Uh, let me call the cops and tell them uh, not, to, not to prosecute you. <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. That's the issue that we're talking about with Urban Meyer. Way too involved. Listen, I'm not saying this is a bad story. I'm saying this is a good story, a nice story. 
but think of the implications. Call me first? Call me? Well, wait a minute. And I get what you're saying in terms of where you did you jump to. So, okay, if something really goes, is there something serious, you know, call me. But let's jump back to this because I'd, I'd like more clarification on the nurse saying that for the baby's health early, a specific formula was needed as a supplement to breast milk because, you know, uh, you've known me, Adam, a long time. I was a single father for 24 years. I was with Jordan's mother for one. She breastfed from day one at the hospital. So if the nurse is actually saying for the baby's health, was there something wrong with the baby that she was saying that right. it needed the formula? And if that's the case, what happens if uh, Josh Allen and his wife get their way because of Urban Meyer's call and the nurse was right, something happens. Now who's liable? The right. CEO or Urban Meyer? Right. Or the it, hospital? It, it opens who's a lot of questions. the buck? Why is Urban Meyer involved in these things is the question. That's that's what I. That's what I'm interested in. Uh, we'll explore this more. See if there's follow-up stories on this. Uh, but our good buddy Dustin DeHart, a lot of fantasy football talk, and I have some housing questions for him. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. It's time to trust us. Presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call him today at five seven seven twenty six hundred. Back here at Cofield and Company on this Tuesday. And Tuesday, right about this time, means we speak to our good friend Dustin Hart from Nova Home Loans. How you doing, sir? Uh, Adam, I'm doing good. How are you? I am good. Uh had my first draft last night, so uh, I realized I'm way behind on preparation. <laughs> yeah, I just started about a week ago, and I, I am as well. But, uh, you know... Usually, the, right now is when we start really getting into it. That's early for a draft, though. That's way that early. Little, yeah. Way early. I'm, I'm only in a couple leagues this year. How many are you in? Well, I'm I'm trying to get back to 25. I don't think it's going to get there, though. <laughs> no. Um, gotcha. You know that last I lost a bunch of leagues last year because a lot of people didn't want to do it mm-hmm. with uh, the uncertainty, and it's real. Like it's tough to organize a league. It's real tough to reorganize a league after taking a year off. I tell you, I know the league I I was the commissioner in for about 13 years. You know, we put it on hiatus last year, you know, and I sent some emails out seeing who wanted in. And, you know, I got responses from half of them. And I, I think you and Steve even flirted on doing it. And I just said, ah, skip it. So <laughs> I'll shoot for it next year. But I, I'm in a couple other leagues that I've been doing for like 15 plus years. So good enough for me right now. Sure. Hopefully we'll get an ESPN league. Yeah, going. we'll get we'll get some more going for sure. Well, the Golden Knights, I know the fans are still upset that some players have moved on. Marc-Andre Fleury, Ryan Reeves are gone. Uh, and that means they have to sell their houses. We saw Fleury's house go last week. That was a really nice place. Uh, Ryan Reeves' home was on the market for $1.2 million. The real thing I want to ask you is, okay, $1.2 million for a house. It's a cool-looking yeah. spot. I like it. Yeah. What do I have to put down for this? I might want to buy it. <laughs> well, you're in the – so anything – any loan over 545 basically is considered jumbo. It's a non-conforming. Mm. Uh, so you're going to, you know, there are 5% down, 10% down products. But typically when you go into those jumbo loans, Adam, you're going to put 20% down. So, you know, you don't need about 200 G-bombs for that house. A little more than that is kind of what you're looking think, at. But, I think I could do that. <laughs> yeah, Hold on. Yeah, look, you know, that's. 1.2 million sounds like a lot, but for a professional athlete, that's kind of a modest house. I, I don't sure. think Ryan was the top paid guy in, in the NHL for sure, but I think he he definitely uh, you know bought something 
under his means, and it's kind of good to see once in a while. Now, on the other hand, Flurry, uh, he he bought a very expensive home. And it's just doesn't it? It's just a bummer seeing you know in the paper Mark Andre Flurry <laughs> yeah. sells his home. You know, like I was hoping he'd be a long Kruger and end up retiring here, but doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Well, Reeve says he's coming back, but I think like. Uh, you're right. Listen, Reeves did. Yeah, a yeah. $1.2 million house. Like, you're right. It sounds like a yeah, lot. To most not, people, that sounds like a lot. It's fairly yeah. modest for him, but, like, yeah. it's really nice. You don't need much yeah. more than that. I tell you what, $1.2 million isn't what it used to be anymore That's either. True. You know, That's true. Five, five years ago, $1.2 million bought you a lot more than it does nowadays. It's crazy. Well, in the market, we've, we've talked about the market and, and how it's going. Uh, you're seeing some trends. I saw this note from you. I was just stunned. Did somebody buy a lot in the Summit Club for $35 million for a lot? Yeah, so that's that's the staggering part of all this. So it's it's the luxury market's gone bonkers lately. So so put it this way, a couple few weeks ago, a guy bought a house for 25 million. He owns Loan Depot. And that that basically crushed the uh, biggest sale we have ever had. I think before that it was David Copperfield around 18 million. Okay, so not only guys did he buy this, it, he's not even moving into it. He's basically leasing it back to the builder to be like a show home. <laughs> and then the dude turned around and went to the Summit Club, which is basically billionaires row. They call it and call it. And just yeah, the lot alone was over 30 million. So think you know he's going to spend a good 50 million dollars on this property. You know, so the, like I, I know it sounds crazy, but there are fifty to a hundred million dollar homes coming into Vegas right now. And it's just shell shocking. I mean, we're turning into a California coastal city right now without the ocean. It's right. crazy. How, how much do I have to put down for that one? Let me see. No, that's 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 <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Cash. You're paying yeah. cash for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit out, out yeah, of the range. Pretty rate. much after five million, there's not a lot of lot of loan options for you. It's <laughs> just, yeah, it's insane. And then there was a listing recently for. 32 million up in uh seven hills and that house is it's got an elevator for your car put it that way amongst <laughs> I need many that. other things yeah i need that that's good <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> dustin dehart nova home loans joins us uh on the program uh i, I did notice in the a story in, in the review journal lovely publication dustin uh it that, <laughs> that i get all my show prep for my sure. other show <laughs> uh people are moving in droves to perump yeah this is First of all, terrifying because uh, you would have to pay me to live in Trump. <laughs> right. What is going on here? Well, besides hookers and fireworks, Adam, <laughs> there are some things happening in Pahrump. I'll have you know. Well, let me rethink the, uh, this. Maybe meetings... I do want to live there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, it's this comes down to you know the median sales price here is climbing above what people can afford. It's four hundred five thousand, and uh, you know, and beyond that, there's just it's just in, insanely tough to get an offer accepted you know i mean there's people that are putting numerous offers in and they're getting overbid you know you literally you know you got to bid over what the person's asking for and waive all your contingencies and people are just getting fed up with it you know and at 315 which is crazy enough as it sounds that's the sales meeting sales price in perump and uh, you're just going to get a lot more bang for your buck and there's not going to be as much uh demand so to speak so you're probably going to get your offer accepted without going crazy over it and you know look you know the 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 drive what is it to drive there about 45 minutes back and forth if you live, depending you know, on what part of the, the valley what part of this yeah. valley you're trying to go to i mean yeah if you're trying to drive yeah. to the silverton it's a you know, it's a nice yeah. 40 minute drive yeah. but here's yeah. the other problem first of all gas is incredibly expensive but also sure. if everybody moves out there Traffic's going to be a nightmare driving back here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, it's crazy. I mean, I've done more Pahrump loans in the last year than I've done my whole career. And Mesquite, too. 
you know, the only problem with them is getting an appraiser to go out there because they're so busy. <laughs> you know, you gotta yeah. you gotta dangle like a thousand bucks to them just to go out there and do the wow. do the uh, appraisal. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's it's seems reasonable. I mean, people are getting fed up, and that's where they have to go to. You know, I got bought a house in Mount Charleston. You know, it's about a forty-five minute drive, but you know, at least going to there, it's seventy-five degree weather. You know, prompt, <laughs> not so much. You know what I mean? For sure. Uh, you are, as we kind of reference coming in. In addition to being awesome all over the the market and the the loans and things like that, you are a lover of fantasy football as we are here. Uh, we yeah. talked a lot about rookie quarterbacks here the, the first hour of the show. Are you in okay. on any rookie quarterbacks or are you looking for some of the established veterans? So here's my plan. I'm just going to take my main auction league, which is 14 teams, Adam, and there's – uh, keeper element you can keep up to four guys if you know you only paid 18 bucks for him so i've got joe burrow right i, I you know it's 10 bucks i i think he if he's healthy he can easily be a top 10 guy you know and if it wasn't joe burrow i'd want to get at least at least one of those you know maybe I, he's not a veteran but you know some somebody kind of established but i want to take a flyer on a justin fields or a trey lance and and hopefully catch a lamar jackson in a bottle you know get him on the cheap but I think everybody else might be thinking the same thing, yeah. so I don't think they're going to go quite as cheap as I think. But yeah, it's just a, it's a crazy rookie class, you know. I, I Trevor Lawrence. I, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be the next John Elway, and you know who knows. I mean, a, you know, what's funny is you know who will probably end up being the next John Elway is is a, a Patriots guy. Yeah, cause, Mac Jones. Because you know, yeah, Mac Jones. Because you know, Belichick drafted him, and I'm sure he'll jump right sure. into another Tom Brady and that'll be really annoying. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I, what's your thoughts? Are you going after one of the young guys? Uh, I had a draft last night. I, I actually really wanted to get uh, Justin Fields as my backup. Um, but yeah, Jameis Winston was sitting out there. So uh, <laughs> I love Jameis. I'm all yeah. over it. And uh, I got him in the last round. So uh, can we just Jameis. call him the starter now, of please? Course. Come on. I mean, it's geez, it's over. On. Uh, okay. Great stuff as always. Uh, from By the way, uh, you, you mentioned your, Keeper auction league. Uh, I have one coming up as well. My, I have four. I have to cut one of them, but I have Christian McCaffrey, Stephon Diggs, mm. Devonte Adams, and Keenan Allen. So oh I'm trying to God. trade Keenan Allen away. You have to cut the, uh, one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. it'll be Keenan yeah, Allen. It's probably Keenan Allen. Yeah, yeah, but I'm trying to I'm trying to trade him away. Uh, well, before do the draft. You, you don't even you don't really even know to show up for the draft with those three yeah, guys. Exactly. Right? Just put it on auto pick. We'll see but what boy, happens. I'll tell you, Marcos Callaway, if he's not rising up the draft boards, so boy. Uh last night I got him last night. Got him in the twelfth round last night. Did you? Which really I was shocked by. Yeah. But a good wow. good guy for sure. Just like Dustin is a good guy for yeah. all of your needs. Dustin, what can people uh find from you and how can they reach you? Yeah, appreciate that. Five seven seven twenty six hundred five seven seven two six zero zero. Call and get that mortgage tuned up before rates go up. There you go. Uh, highly recommended. Do great work over there. Nova Home Loans. Dustin DeHart. We thank you, sir. We'll talk to you next week. All right, brother. Take care. There you go. Dustin DeHart. Always awesome. Uh, good to hear from him as always. Uh, just like it is, it's Old Friends Day here on the show. Our old friend Michael Galkin breaks down the Cowboys next. Trust Us is presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call today at 577-2600 to learn how to purchase a home with $20,000 in down payment assistance. Dial up Dustin now, 577-2600.